When we think of addiction or any activity that can damage human emotions, bodies, even brain matter, we often think strictly in terms of drug addiction. But what if our kids are regularly engaging in other things that bring about that same kind of damage? Like, do you realize that our children's screen time could be doing just that? Because the fact is, digital abuse does affect the brain in the exact way it's affected by cocaine and heroin. Digital abuse may also be affecting your child's body and emotions in a similar way. Today, we'll be talking with Melanie Hempy, a screen-strong medical professional and mother who can help your family be screen-strong, too. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host, Trace Ambury, is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill Academy. He's also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill, and I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. You know, Trace, it's just so hard to offer help and healing to today's parents without bringing up the subject of digital technology. And I know that we talk a lot about it on Licensed to Parent, but we're going to discuss it again today because It's just so important, and because it's really has become systemic to the parenting experience today, hasn't it? Yeah, and and, and that's why uh, this topic merits every minute we give to it. Uh, I just think so many parents are blind and or callous to this issue precisely because, for so many people anyway, it's become their lifeblood. Uh, They're addicted to it and uh, addicted to it themselves. Parents are. And in so many ways, uh, particularly since the advent of the smartphone. Unfortunately, these addictive adult toys are just too often sucking the lifeblood right out of people. And too many of these people happen to be our kids. Metaphorically speaking, smartphones have kind of become like steroids for our sin nature. I mean, when you think about it. Because while constant connection might make us more knowledgeable, smartphones have also made us more foolish at the same time. Uh, Go back to just over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what sane parent would have given their child unfettered, round-the-clock access to the most perverted kinds of pornography, true death videos, dangerous mm-hmm. ideologies, unbridled lies, vicious personal attacks, fake news, new atheist mm-hmm. apologists, and every degenerate on the planet, including those right down the block? Not long ago, it would have been considered child abuse. <laughs> well, you know I could hog the whole program for myself on this topic, but... We've got Melanie Hempy waiting in the green room to share some fresh new insights and no doubt some wise counsel and practical solutions mm-hmm. that will help put joy not only back in our kids, but back into our child-rearing experience also, at least for those wise enough to receive and assimilate it all. Uh, at Shepherd's Hill, uh, our kids and families have a whole year to mm. learn about this stuff. And they, 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 you see their perspectives and their brain matter actually transform in real time. So we have a proving ground to back up everything and more that we'll be talking about today. That's awesome. Well, our guest today is Melanie Hempy. She is the founder and director of Screen Strong. Melanie helps families avoid problematic use of screens. And Melanie does this from the heart of a parent who has had to walk her own children through some hard screen addiction. Through Screen Strong, Melanie provides easy education on brain development 
and the effects of screen use on kids and solutions. Solutions for parents. Melanie doesn't just tell you to take away the devices. She helps you think through it to reconnect to your family. Well, Melanie... Welcome to the Licensed to Parent broadcast. Where have you been all our life? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to share. Yeah, we are too. You know, not so long ago, uh, when I would speak to crowds about this subject, I would I would open my talks with this. I'm about to give you folks a message I don't want to give largely to a people who don't want to hear mm. it. Are you mm. seeing that change at all these days? I am, and I yeah. will tell you that really in the last couple of years, parents have hit rock bottom with all of the the pandemic stuff that went on, and right. everyone that was about to sort of fall off the edge, they fell off mm. the edge, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so now we are seeing a real thirst <laughs> for information and another way. People are just desperate for another pathway. And that's what Mm -hmm. we provide. We have spent years figuring this out, not only with my own family of four children, but with all the parents that come to us. So I have a lot of experience just drawing on all my nursing background and then all the medical professionals that work with us. That's sort of what separates us out from many of the other organizations that are saying that they are screen time experts. And, you know, maybe it's a mom who was a real estate agent, yeah. you know, yeah. and I am just saying that we bring the medical science to light around this issue and many physicians that work with us, of course, pediatric doctors, as well as psychiatrists, they all agree that we're just in a really bad spot right now. And it's it's sort of like smoking, Trace, you know, you remember yeah. way back oh, where... Everyone was smoking and it took a long time to kind of shift the tide. But now we look around and if you see a teenager smoking a cigarette, you're thinking, oh my gosh, what are they doing? This is crazy. And that's what I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Or adults. Yeah. But I believe this is going to happen in a very short few years. We're going to look back. And if we see a child with an iPad or a a smartphone, we're going to say, where is their parent? We're going to say, what were we thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Melanie... Medically speaking, what are you seeing as the effects of a child who is on an iPad or on an iPhone or any device? Yeah, all the symptoms look like ADHD, actually, Mm -hmm. and other um, mental health issues from the depression, the anxiety, the incredible isolation that then, you know, goes down the path of suicide, all these different things. I think that the um, the biggest thing that I see, if I had to just step back and give you one big, huge picture, it would be that our children are disconnected from our families. And mm. so we are living in a huge attachment disorder crisis. It used to be kids came home from school, they crossed through the door, they left the drama behind, they got to be with mom and dad who just were present in their everyday evening life. And they would share the things that happened during the day at the dinner table. They would recharge and regroup and get all the goodness from their parents. And they were ready to go the next day. Those days are gone. They're, they're completely gone. And kids are now becoming very detached from their family. They 
do not have their footing secure. And and this is the fault of mom and dad. I, I, I hate to tell your listeners that it's not our kid's fault, right? And it's not, we're not here to blame, but we do have to take charge and we have to take back our responsibility as parents because we cannot allow our kids to do this any longer. So they have lost their mental health security, if you will, in the attachment to their family. And they have um, if, if you if you can just picture a, a huge barge out in the ocean, you know, maybe it's an aircraft carrier. And then I want you to picture uh, people jumping over in the little bitty, you know, lifeboats, mm-hmm. right, that are just, you know, plastic, yeah. right? Yeah. And these are what our kids, this is what's happening to our kids. They're jumping overboard and they're on these little rafts and boy, are they having fun. They are having <laughs> a wonderful time, right? But what happens when the hurricane of puberty comes and the storm of puberty comes, they're going to capsize in two seconds. Mm, yeah. And and then mom and dad are on the ship and they're like, oh my gosh, what happened to my kids? Where are they? And they never should have left the ship. The, the, the barge is big enough to spend your first 18 years and you can still have independence on, on mm. the ship, on the big ship, but you do not need to to send your kids overboard to deal with a storm. 100% of the time, they will not be able to deal with the storm. Right. There is no way that an adolescent brain can deal with the turmoil that happens on that handheld device that they have. Parents have tried. Trace, we have, we keep seeing, oh, we're going to put filters on. We're going to do parental controls. Oh, well, you have the answer what over here. What a joke. doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. I want you to picture this poor little kid in a raft mm. in a tidal wave comes and, and and it just turns him over. Mm-hmm. Now, some kids aren't going to make it. Some kids will drown yeah. and they will not make it. And these are the sad stories that we hear of all the suicides. Some kids will make it, but they will be changed the rest of their life. They will be scarred. And these are not scars that, that go away. Scars by nature of the definition of a scar doesn't go away. Yeah. So, um, and then parents feel like they, they're losing their kids. Mm. And the reason why they feel like they're losing their kids, Trace, it's because they are losing their kids. Exactly right. And what they don't realize is that they are, uh, because they're not seeing fruit yet, the fruit, the, the negative fruit, they've been cultivating for years in a lot of cases, a plant that has yet to pop up through the ground. And then that ground, when it does, it comes to fruit and the fruit is just absolute poison and it's the puberty right. thing you're talking right. about now i do right. want to get to the science behind more of the science behind this issue but to be brutally honest i'm still baffled by the fact that more christian parents don't have the chops or the insight the faith spiritual maturity or biblical understanding to simply say no mm-hmm. uh, junior this yeah. is an addictive adult toy that i can't in good faith give you unfettered access to just on biblical grounds and, and my moral convictions melanie you did this why is that so hard for the average uh, uh, Christian parents. Very, very difficult. And in some respects, I feel like in the Christian community, things are almost worse because we have a very hard time admitting, um, you know, when I'm in a secular audience and I'm doing a big presentation, everybody raises their hands. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is my Mm -hmm. kid. No, I don't trust my kid. You're right. I don't trust him. And this is what's happening. When I'm in a Christian audience, nobody raises their hand because they're not going to admit that their kid is capable of doing these things. And there is a blind spot, we call it. It is a blind spot. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, when my oldest was young and we got caught into the video game Vortex, it was a terrible experience. I did not know what I did not know. I will honestly say 
I did not understand this process addiction, Michelle, that you were talking about a minute ago. It is a process addiction. It is just like gambling. It is just like a porn addiction. Of course, it's like a sex addiction. All these addictions that are not uh, overtly chemically related, like you think, like drugs and alcohol. It's really hard for parents to think that you can be addicted to a activity. And so when I was letting my son, who was a straight A student, who was very bright and a very good kid, right? We all know our kids are good kids. Mm -hmm. I just let him play video games because I thought it was helping him. He ended up dropping out of college because of his gaming addiction. Mm, At that time- I have a son like that too. Yeah, at that time, nobody was talking about it. And so I did not know what I did not know. Hey, Melanie, I'm gonna stop you there. This is a very important story and we need to hear how it was resolved your son's um, gaming addiction, but we need to take a break. Our guest today on Lessons to Parent is Melanie Hempe. She is the founder of ScreenStrong.com. Remember that, ScreenStrong.com. It's an incredible resource. You need to check it out. We'll be back with our conversation, Trace Ambery, Melanie, and I, right after this break. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by TroubledTeen.org. Hi, folks. Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern-day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a nature-based therapy program for teens in crisis. And today we are helping you, the parent, understand screens 
and the dangers it's presenting to your children. Our guest is Melanie Hempy. And Melanie, just before the break, you were telling us you did not know what you did not know. And you were sharing about your college-age son who had a gaming addiction. Can you continue on with that story and tell us how it resolved? Yes, and I want to be so um, very empathetic for the parents out there that are listening Mm -hmm. um, that are going to beat themselves Mm -hmm. up because you don't do anybody any good when you beat yourself up. Um, But we have to act and do better once we know better. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day where I learned that video games could be addictive. And it was just so hard for me, even in my medical experience, to understand how something like a game, Mm. it's a game, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be fun and games. How something like that could hurt my son. But the minute that that we realized uh, when I picked him up from his first year of college and I looked at him, he got in the car and I, I really thought he was on drugs. And I, I was just shocked at how horrible he looked. And I asked him, Adam, are you on drugs? And he said, no, World of Warcraft did something to me. I have not been out of bed for a week. I have not um, uh, been to class. I didn't finish my class. He failed out of that year. I was just stunned. I was, if you can imagine driving home on the highway, having this conversation with mm-hmm. him, I, it, my whole world, everything just came like all together. Like it, it came crashing down, but then it, all the ends started to meet. And I realized for the last five years, this is what we were dealing with. We were dealing wow. with a full fledged addiction. I started diving into all the research. And of course, back then it was not as out there as it is today. Um, it's super easy to find now, but back then it wasn't. And you couldn't even say the word video game addiction. People just thought you were crazy. Right. Well, then what happened is the smartphones all started coming out. Adam, unfortunately, did not have a high school full of smartphones because he graduated in 2010, and that's when the iPhone came out. But what we ended up doing with, of course, our daughter, we ended up not letting her have a smartphone. And then Good with our you. two younger boys, we I tell Adam all the time, honey, you saved your brothers, mm. you know, and because we are a game-free home now. Um, and guess what? Kids thrive oh, beautifully yep. without video games. Video games are not what they used to be. So again, if you're listening, please listen to this. Our kids are not playing Pac-Man anymore. They are that's playing right. Horrible, horrible, realistic games that are so violent. And Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman actually does a lot of research on and he's a lot of teaching about, oh, he's one of my favorite friends. And so, yeah, he talks about the aggression. We were living that in our house and I could not understand it. So I want to talk to you about that blind spot. It is such a natural thing for a parent to not not be able to understand what her kids are doing, mm. all right? Because I think we have this empathy for our kids. We have this unconditional love for our kids. And thank God that we have this because if we didn't have it, we would probably leave them out in a field somewhere to starve to death because we'd be so mad at them, <laughs> right? So we God gives us this, this sense to take care and to protect our kids. But along with that comes this blind spot that we cannot see what's right in front of our face yep. when it comes to our kids. And so what I want to say is if there is something in your house right now that you've given your kids that is causing your kids to hate you, you need Mm. to get rid of it. 
Like yeah. this is yeah. I, this is just your moment right here today to understand that you got to get past that blind spot, and we've got to get rid of the things in our kids' lives that are pulling them away from our family. I don't care what the culture says about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care what their peers say. And Trace, you said something a minute ago that that I want to be sure and tell parents that you will get pressure from your peers. The reason why parents have so many problems with this is because of their own peer pressure from their peers. If we really step back, like you said earlier, and looked at what we were doing in a logical way, we would, no way would we continue to do what we're doing. Um, Would you give your kids a Playboy magazine every day? Of course you wouldn't. Would your kids feel like that you weren't being a good parent and you weren't protecting them if you did? Of course they would feel that way. So we're creating the problem by giving our kids even video games. Video games are so full of violence. They're so full of things that our kids should not be exposed to. And yet we give this to our kids so they trust us Mm -hmm. and they think that this is the right thing. And and when they find out how depressed they are, because there's a lot of reasons why they get depressed when they're playing video games, Mm because video games, along with social media, they've both work hand in hand. They raise your dopamine really high. And so then when you try to get off of it, you crash just like you would if you were getting off of a drug. And so then that resets that dopamine in your brain. Now your brain requires more dopamine. Now your son needs to play more and more and more. And Michelle, what we ended up doing with Adam, when he came home from college, he was sitting on my couch. And let me tell you, you all know if you have older kids, you do not want them to come back home and put their hoodie on and sit on your couch all day. This is not what parenting is about. They launch and then they come home or they don't launch. So Melanie, how did you get past those bites? Yeah, I did what every, what every parent, uh, what every good mama does when she doesn't know what to do. (laughs) I called the military (laughs) and Mm. all I could think is I have to get him out of our house. And at the time they did not have treatment centers. We need to get more militant (laughs) as parents. Yeah. Period. So I I called the military. They came to the house. They recruited Adam into the army. It was the best thing. And I stood at my front door mm-hmm. and I told that guy, he loves to play Call of Duty. You need to go tell him that he, this is like Call of Duty, right? The mm-hmm. army. Of course it's not. But I, <laughs> but he said, yes, ma'am. He said, yes, ma'am. And he recruited Adam and he said, you're going to get a stand on buildings and shoot real guns. And so Adam was all for it. But I tell you what, that changed his trajectory. He went into a detox for 14 weeks where he didn't even have his own underwear, right? He didn't have his phone. It was called basic training. It was the best thing for him. And I know now what happened to his brain was that it got to reset and he got to come off of the high of the dopamine from all the gaming and he reset his brain. Fortunately, it came with tons of hard work, tons of exercise, Tons of physical hard work, which is the other thing we know from addiction therapy that is super important. So he did that for five years. So Melanie, what did you do with your other kids? Like, what did you learn from this? And how did you put, I guess, what did you put in action to help your other kids? Yeah, I'm the kind of mom that I just need to figure it out once. And then I become an outlier. I don't care what other people think. 
probably because I am a little bit older, but a lot of moms do care. I personally was not really into social media that mm-hmm. much, so I didn't care what anybody thought. I wasn't, you know, I was like, okay, I'm doing it different. I already did the one experiment, totally failed, totally failed right under my nose. All this happened, right? Yeah. So I, with my daughter, decided she was not going to have social media. She had a flip phone when she went to high school. She was the only kid in her class that had a flip phone. I didn't care. And honestly, she didn't care. You know, it was it hard at sometimes. Yeah, it's a little hard every now and then. But I'm like, honey, sorry, been there, done this. Already kind of screwed up your brother and and um, Adam and I made our peace over the whole thing. But it's well, still really hard. Yeah. As parents, um, though, today we're in a situation where uh, it's pick your poison suffer for doing the right thing or suffer for doing the wrong thing. But either way, you're going to suffer. That's the culture we've created for our kids. But let me tell you, Trace, though, let me just have to interrupt you. And I have to say that, yes, you're right. And that's what it feels like is going to happen. But the minute that we changed our lifestyle, the minute we went screen strong, we quit suffering. We were suffering so much during the Adam years in our house. And so we had two young boys. We decided to have a game-free home. They would not partake of the poison like their brother Mm -hmm. did. And were they made fun of? Sure. Absolutely. Did we care? No. (laughs) I told them you're going to be made fun of and that's that's the rest of your life. You might as well figure it out now. And they have been so strong in their character and it's because they are used to being different. But you know what? We had so much more fun. We, our family woke up at that point in time. And because of the tragedy with Adam, we redid things. And and it's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I, I get chills here even now just trying to explain this to you. Life on the other side of the screen dilemma that's out there is absolutely fabulous. Trust me on this. Your kids don't keep arguing with you. They don't. Now in middle school, what happens? They wanted, they were fine with the video game thing, but they wanted a smartphone, of course, in middle school because they're middle school Mm -hmm. kids. This is what they want to be like everyone else. Middle school is like mile 19 in your marathon. You've going to hit the wall. Parent, you are going to think that you're going crazy, but you have to get connected with a screen strong group. You have to get connected with a few like-minded parents and you will be fine. But you have to weather middle school. And now they are in high school. They still don't have a smartphone. They don't have social media. One of them is the senior class president. The other one is a student body president. They are the most social kids in Mm -hmm. their school. They know the name of every kid in their high school because they don't have social media and they won these elections without it. So how is that possible? It's possible because they dove in and formed real relationships with yep. real people. We will never go that. back. Kids are starving. They are starving that. because what happens, Trace, is with social media is they keep thinking they're getting their social mm-hmm. needs met mm-hmm. and they are not. It's like Why? drinking the soft drink. You're getting more thirsty and more thirsty, but you keep drinking the soft drink because you think it's going to quench your thirst. It will never quench your thirst. That's the way soft drinks are designed. So you will drink more soft drinks. That's the way smartphones are designed. So your kids will get deeper and deeper and deeper in it. Absolutely. Melanie, I just love hearing how you started your time off talking about the dangers and the consequences of screens and how that disconnects our children from the family. And then you modeled it for us and you shared how a family can be connected again. So thank you so much for being a guest on Licensed to Parent. 
And we have a lot of resources. We have a course that I am dying for y'all to look at. It actually goes through all of this material. A lot of churches are using Mm. it. A lot of schools are using it. Parent groups are getting together. They're starting their course clubs over it. They're all getting the course and then they're having like a book club and they're they're sticking together. You cannot do this alone. Change will not happen outside of a community. You can absolutely beat this system. Amen. Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Melanie Hempy. Today, we've been talking with Melanie about the dangers of screens and how to be screen strong. You can connect with Melanie Hempy at ScreenStrong.com. Again, that's ScreenStrong.com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherd's Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered, wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. If your teen is experiencing some suicidal thoughts or actions, addictions to gaming or phones, alcoholism or behavioral issues like any of these, including anger, contact us through our website, licensedtoparent.org, and let us see how we can help you and your child because we really do want to help you. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Daniel Fazina helps with guest relations. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. And for Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.